Can you hear me okay? Can you get any closer? That's probably the closest I can go. All right, just project. Hello? (coughs) Okay, don't project. Uh, For fuck's sake. I don't know what it is, but I get on here and I'm like, all of my gas releases itself from my human bonds. Uh, I also wanted to say that a big shout out to everyone who... um, has asked to be Lily's friend <laughs> after last what last week I've had at least four or five messages from different people going I'll be Lily's friend oh poor Lily I'll be her friend I'm really glad I came across as pathetic so anybody else with other applications yeah the yeah. door is wide open for friends yeah mm. Hello, and welcome back to the least of our problems. As if we have done four whole episodes and we've only been trolled once. (laughs) Actually, to be fair, it's been twice now. Maybe even three times. I don't want to sound like a sadist, but I kind of like being trolled. Oh my God, me too. And do you know what? I really like replying to these people, except I got really sassy at one replied to him being like yeah like fuck you and then blocked him and then I realized I think he was actually just being nice and maybe I read too much into it so sorry this week it was bound to happen we are what we're talking about this week Lily we're talking about social media oh yeah what a great invention So first and foremost, we'd like to recognise that uh, social media makes you feel shit. It really does make you feel the lowest of the low sometimes. Um, I know for me that it goes back to Bebo when you used to have to rate all of your friends. Like you had your top nine and you had to put them in order of one to nine. And then you had your other half and you could give three loves a day. I remember genuinely crying over being moved from third to fourth i don't remember being rated but i do remember when you could give love to people and i just it used to like really crush me every single day when i thought a certain friend should be giving me a love and they gave it to someone else but i also think that was part of like learning that's my best friend they should always be giving me likes and it kind of made me learn that your Best friends can have other friends too. So many boys that, that I went to school with had pictures of their six packs. <laughs> as their yeah, because they were, they were like teenagers. They were like kids. Of course they had six packs. They were out playing tag every day in the playground. It just made me laugh so much. Hmm. I feel like we almost don't want to admit that social media is an addiction. And I think it's a more pervasive one because... We kind of recognize alcohol and drugs and gambling as a serious addiction, but we don't actually recognize social media as an addiction. Um, I know we might not want to talk about it, but I do feel like we have to. And some of us potentially might even not want to stop using it. We like it. It makes us feel nice. We can watch funny videos. 100%. I think that it's definitely an addiction. Like, that's just my opinion. 73% of adults have reported using social media every day which is obviously going to have a huge impact on 
a how you interpret the world how you see your own life it's gonna make you feel like shit but also i call bullshit on that 73 percent yeah but what about all the 70 year olds 80 year olds 90 year olds they are the worst like they literally update you the fact that their cat has eaten a meal sandra <laughs> king says pudgley ate one bit of fish today four likes they get more likes than i do <laughs> this is a really bad picture that i took of my dinner in spain <laughs> 700 likes good picture sandra yeah thanks carol how's the girls yeah, great, thanks. Actually, Cindy's uh, just divorced her husband. <laughs> I was having a conversation with my auntie and we were saying that before the invention of social media, say, for example, right, you wanted to become a cake maker and you would learn how to bake cakes probably in your own home, a lot of trial and error, a lot of failures along the way. But eventually over time, over years, you would get better at making these cakes and you would then become a caker, <laughs> cake maker. I don't know what the name is for that. Baker. A baker. <laughs> God, I feel like my point has been seriously diminished. <laughs> oh, how to come back from that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Fuck. And you would only have the people in your village to compare yourself to. So there might be one woman who's really good at making cakes and that's cool. It doesn't really deter you because there's only one other person in the village making cakes. But now you have social media. So you want to become a cake maker and you have access to the best cake maker in the whole entire world. And you also have access to 10,000 million other people who have also say been making cakes for eight years longer than you have. Mm -hmm. And it's seriously off-putting for anyone wanting to start a new trade, starting right at the beginning, to then see someone at the end of that process. I just find it really jarring that we're now able to compare ourselves with thousands and thousands and thousands of people, where before we were comparing ourselves to maybe about 100 people. And I feel like the damage that that's got to have on the psyche has got to be insane. Yeah, and also with celebrities, when you think, what, 15, 20 years ago, we were looking at people like Brad Pitt and saying, oh, isn't he amazing? Isn't he wonderful? We knew that that was unreachable. We knew that Brad Pitt wasn't going to be, you know, walking down your local Tesco. And so we didn't have those comparisons. Whereas now we have people who are every day doing normal life, but also are making thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds from their bedrooms and it's like oh that's easily accessible I can do that I can do that why isn't my life like that why aren't I making thousands of pounds from my bedroom I was on TikTok earlier watched a girl cooking pasta on a live just answering questions she's making money from that <laughs> I picked up dog poo today that was how I made my money how did you make yours today Lily um you didn't. I, I actually didn't contribute to society in any way today. Good for you. <laughs> and that's all right. That is all right. Yeah. You wash your hair. I washed my hair. Um, I think you're completely right. I remember seeing Victoria Beckham. I don't know why she sticks out of my mind in magazines and thinking, yeah, she's cool. And yeah, she's really thin, but she's a celebrity mm -hmm. I, and I'm never going to reach that. Whereas now it's online and we're hearing directly from celebrities. They, they even feel more accessible to me. So accessible. It's scary, man.
<clears throat> so, do you use the social of the media every day? Yeah, because I'm trying to become a world famous podcaster. And you are doing so well. I'm doing such a great job. However, in all seriousness, yes, I use social media every day for longer than I would like every single day. I Every single day, I like this is a new day. I'm not going to use social media as much. And that just never, ever, ever happens. And I feel like that's the same for everyone. The other day at work, we all brought books to work and we all spent the whole lunch break. We're just on our phones for the whole entire break. I couldn't even tell you what I was doing in that time. Um, It makes me feel so dissociated when I spend a long time on my phones, um, (laughs) my multiple phones, on my phone. Her trap phones. (laughs) Picking up the the gear. (laughs) Um, She doesn't do drugs, don't worry, kids. Yeah, for all the kids listening to this out there, don't you worry. We're giving life advice. They might be listening. (laughs) How you can end up just like this. Not by doing drugs. That's not the message we want to give. Kids are out there going to be like, so I want to do drugs. I want to have a better, more prosperous life than these girls. So I will do cocaine. (laughs) Um, And I'm so glad when someone comes into the room where I'm on my phone because it's like they jolt me out of my social media trance. And I'm like, without you coming into the room, how long would I have just been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling? It's honestly like I enter another world and I exist there. And then I have to like come back out and exist in the real world. And I find it really hard to then go from one to the other. Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, it's really tough, man. What about you? So I definitely doom scroll. Um, I often struggle to sleep, probably because I... Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) Probably because I lie on my phone watching irrelevant TikToks until... I was going to say 10.30 at night, like it was really late. So you're just scrolling and that's just like spiking your whatever the chemical is. And you're like constantly excited, waiting for something. Because that's how they get you. And it's also the blue light that you get from your phone keeping you awake but so if I wake up in the night and I go to check my the time on my phone I'll be like oh just have a little look and then I scroll and I scroll and I scroll and then I just spiral I'll be looking at some girl who's 24 got the figure of a goddamn angel and she's on a boat with some multi-millionaires spraying champagne and I'll be lying there in my woolen pajamas with my face creams on that I was influenced to buy. And I'm like, oh, why wasn't that me? Because I spent nine pounds on a face cream that some girl told me to buy. Um, but then I'll spiral. I'll be like, why wasn't that? Why is that not me? Mm-hmm. Why am I not doing that? Mm-hmm. Why do I not have a boat? A, I get seasick. So I, I, why would I want a boat? But also, I'm not even kidding you. I don't want a boat. I, yeah, I don't want a boat. But it's like, it makes you want things that you you don't, even want i don't really like champagne either it gives me a headache i fucking hate champagne like most of my socials are selling me things that i don't want i fall down a hole i then feel sad and depressed about my own life mm. so we asked you guys our listeners we asked you on our instagram whether you guys used social media every day uh once a week and unsurprisingly 100 percent of people said they use social media every day We now understand the irony of asking people on social media if they use social media every single day. And in a 24-hour story. (laughs) So they would have had to be on it 
within the 24 hours. Um, so the research isn't airtight. So I guess that's that. that I... You all use social media a lot. <laughs> Everyone who was on social media said they used social media. Can you believe our findings? Lily et al. Yeah. What apps do you look at the most? I open and close a lot of apps. So I'll open Instagram, close it, open. I st- spend a lot of time looking at my banking apps, hoping that more money will come in and finding ways of maybe moving money around. Nothing helps. And my emails for some reason, as if anyone important is going to email me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in COVID, I got very addicted to TikTok to the point that I was pretty much dreaming in TikTok, mm. which is really, really troubling. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? Um, I deleted TikTok because I got addicted to it. I have since re-downloaded TikTok because of our podcast goals. But however, I just went on reels. So I'm still the loser in that scenario. Instagram and Twitter are the big ones. I, I, it's horrible, but I'm like, I fucking love Twitter. I love all the jokes. I love being on the inside of the jokes, knowing what the jokes mean. And it's if called I ha- X. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I also go on Google Calendar just to check out what I'm doing that day. Nothing. Turns out I'm making coffee for rich people <laughs> every single day. Coffee for rich people. Have a nap. Get, that get tired. Yeah, I get really, really tired. Spend hours editing the podcast because we talk so much crap in between everything that's interesting. Yep. Sleep. I'd like to say that people who spend time on Reels are people who think that they're too good for TikTok, <laughs> but are willing to suck up exactly the same content, but like four years later. And I was saying this to Kate the other day that I get ready in the morning in like sound bites from days in the life. Cause from, from watching the reels, I will get my clothes out of the wardrobe and throw them on the bed. And I can hear that like, pfft, as they throw their clothes on the bed and then I'll grab my clothes off the bed like they do and you know when they grab them and they're like oh and you're like oh god now we're gonna see a clip of them dressed and then I get dressed and I'm like right nice and then I can hear myself walking down the stairs and then I open the bathroom door walk in electric toothbrush (laughs) and that's how I get ready and I honestly hear it like it's a real also I feel like we'd have to get cooler clothes because it's Mm. not so cool when you've got crocs fluffy socks and green trackies on yeah, and also i'm just wearing the same outfit every day because i just go to work so <laughs> uh, not a lot of content there so how does it make you feel being on social media or going on social media short answer not good semi long answer i feel like my concentration has decreased year on year on year and i don't want to work at something if I'm not going to have it now my instant gratification my my dopamine hits that's that's all I'm there for that bodes well for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah I just have no staying power I'm glad I'm telling you now great (laughs) so like say I want to go to the gym but I'm seeing these dream bodies on social media and I'm like it's gonna take me six months to get there I don't want to do that yeah like oh i could learn a new skill but that's going to take me a year i don't want to do that um so that is kind of shitty and the other thing i don't like is that i feel so overwhelmed and i i think it's like a term called content overload when you have so much information and then it stops you from being able to make a decision because you're overwhelmed 
with the amount of options that you have. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that? Yeah, I think especially, we spoke about this the other day, Mm. skincare, Mm. the amount of shit I now put on my face because some girl slash a dermatologist slash a doctor slash a herbalist told me to put it on my skin is ridiculous how does it make you feel so it genuinely does depend on my mental health uh if i am happy i can cope with it so i am a culprit of posting when i'm feeling happy i do post about uh, we've bought a van um that we sometimes go away in and people are like oh it's amazing look at your life you've got a van we go away we went to a dog an accidental dogging spot <laughs> like this time last year and people trying to watch us have sex when we were dressed in like full onesies and people are like oh it's amazing you must live such a wholesome life we just go to dogging spots and just panic but then when i'm anxious going back to mm-hmm. how it makes me feel I can really, really spiral and I can get really obsessive. I can, you know, zoom in on someone's ring and be like, oh, look how expensive that is. Or count people's friends and how many friends they have or who's hung out with who. Um, I don't necessarily get it so much from influencers. I get it from my own friends and family. I'm like, oh, I'm not liked as much. Like we were talking about in the friendship Mm. episode. I'm not liked as much. They've hung out. Oh, why wasn't I invited? And it can be really detrimental. So it isn't just, we're not just sat here saying the influencers shit. It can make you feel shit for the, even if you literally followed the eight closest people in your life, because there's going to be stuff that you're not invited to. There's going to be days that so-and-so hangs out with so-and-so and you were either not around or you were busy or it's not your thing. Yet you're still made to feel like shit about it because it's plastered everywhere of course you're bound to feel a little left out but when it's in your face 24 7 it's gonna make you feel bloody awful and before social media you wouldn't have known that that happened no and if you did you probably just dust off a little bit because it's not shoved in your face of how much of a good time we had oh my god best night ever and like things like birthday posts I always look at it and I'm like, no one posts about me on my birthday. I'll post about you on your birthday. Thank you. You have a year. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the one that gets me the most is looking at other people's bodies. Uh Uh-huh. And I can barely handle that when I feel all right about how I look. But when I feel bad about how I look, oh my God. That can just have me hooked for hours and hours just going and looking at other people's bodies what then trying to figure out exactly what they're eating and exactly what type of workout they're doing are they lifting weights are they going running are they doing a combination have they got some sort of special workout that I don't know about like what are they doing to look like that and most of the time it's either genetics and there's nothing I'm going to be able to do about that or it's their fucking job it's their job to work out every single day And also, even if you'd followed a lot of people and did those plans, your body's probably never going to look like theirs. Amen. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I know that I've cried over the fact that I am not a size eight with big boobs and a big bum because I'm not. Yeah. And before social media, you wouldn't have really cared. No one really cared how they looked like. No one cared what clothes they wore. 
They wore clothes that were suitable for the elements outdoors. They weren't wearing clothes that were fashionable or cool because you were seeing, what, Ted in the baker's to buy your bread. And then you were going to your fishmongers to buy your fish. And that was all, that was it. That's the only people you were seeing. Why are you so obsessed with small town shops? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I guess I'm romanticizing small town villages. I think that there's also a lot more pressure on women. Classic. You don't see a huge, obviously you do, but you don't see a huge amount of men going, and this is how I built my bum and I got the perfect body. They're like, I lift weights, great, have a nice time. Yeah, I have. I could be wrong. I feel like I have a lot to say about that and I'm not going to say everything. I understand that men have, do experience the wanting to be bigger and they have that pressure and that leads them to taking steroids and really fucking up their health. So I, I really, really do understand that men still have the pressures to look good, but women, oh my God. If you look at famous people in films, men, average looking men, bang average looking men will still be cast in the lead role in films. Yeah. Average looking women will not be cast like to be a movie star to be a woman you have to be gorgeous drop dead gorgeous Ben you just have to be average looking that's so funny like we've not ever talked about this before but I was thinking the other day I can't remember what film I was watching and I looked at the guy and I was like if I walk past you on the street I would not give you a second look but the woman every single time and by the way only one woman like there's never multiple women no in films it's just the one so I think one of the main trends that we've found really difficult and almost um, really unrealistic that we kind of wanted to debunk um, is the perfect days in the life and how bad they make you feel about being a bit of a trash goblin, really. And not getting up at 5am and eating just a carrot for breakfast and running 25k. Honestly, we want to say, if you're doing that, great. We are so proud of you and I'm I'm so glad that you can do that with your life. But if you genuinely manage to just get up, get on the bus, have a shower, wash your hair and clean your teeth, that is more than enough. And we are also really proud of you for doing that because it's hard when you are constantly being bombarded with these people who are living perfect lives and you don't feel your life is is that perfect. It's hard to get yourself to go to your standard life. So well done if you've done that today. Yeah, it's it's fucking hard. Um, however, I do want to say that I think it is cool that influencer sector and social media sector is where women are making more money than men. And at first I just heard that kind of comment and I was like, woo, like what women empowerment, such a win for women. And then I was like, I'm going to research into this a little bit more. And I think the numbers have been slightly skewed and it's because the overwhelming majority of influencers are women. So 84% of sponsored posts on Instagram are posted by a woman and 16% were posted by men. And so you're kind of like, well, that's kind of still okay because that just means that more women are getting the opportunities. So like, maybe that's all right. However, it was discovered that male influencers make an average of 30% more per post than female 
female influencers do. Boo. So this female empowerment section didn't actually turn out to be the segment that I thought it was going to be. Come back for more motivational quotes <laughs> next week. I was like, yes, finally something that women win at. I, having dug a little deeper, my spirit has been crushed. And on that positive note, Let's we will talk about what our day in the lives is. Full disclosure, it's going to be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. It's going to be debunking that reality. So today I got up at half past nine after snoozing my alarm <clears throat> four times. I was meant to get up at seven. Didn't have time to shower because I'd overslept and was completely lazy. And I put on a pair of leggings that has a hole right in the crotch and I didn't even do that by mistake I genuinely picked up these ones and I was like "Mm, I'm too lazy to walk back upstairs to get the clean non-holy crotch pair (laughs) makes it sound like I'm walking around (laughs) with just my (laughs) my flaps (laughs) that's what it does sound like um and I just couldn't be bothered so I put this one on made sure I had black pants on and jobs are good in uh I walked some dogs Mm. fell over in the mud only once today, picked up some poop, got bitten by a dog. It was only a puppy, so it didn't feel oh, too right. bad. Um, yeah, and now we're here. I'm on my uh, Red Bull. <laughs> Cheers. Um, <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. We both look a bit shite. And I'll probably have a really bad sleep because I'm pinging from caffeine. Oh, and I've eaten a Tesco meal deal. And not even a good one. Plain cheese. I actually didn't have plain cheese today, so I had to go for a bacon, lettuce and tomato. It was thoroughly good. I'm proud of you for branching out from plain cheese. But the one thing I can't stand about my day is that I've been told by the dentist that I have hereditary um, gum disease. Well, that like not gum disease yet. I don't have gum disease, but I really could have gum disease. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to. I've got holy, holy pants and Lilia's <laughs> And if I don't do all things dental, I will get gum disease, is basically what I've been told. So my I can't just brush my teeth. Is this at- dentist influencing you though? <laughs> is a medical professional allowed to influence is you? It, is it a paid yes. is it a paid ad? <laughs> <laughs> what what am I trying to get people to do? More dentistry work. Please floss, everyone. <laughs> yeah, they sell the floss. Dentists don't sell the floss. <laughs> Do you want some of my homemade floss? <laughs> that is definitely something Bristol would have. It's like a <laughs> hippie dentist. He was like, yes, I've got this hemp floss. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> Made from my pubic. <laughs> I'm like, keep that, keep that, keep it. <laughs> So when I go home tonight, I can't just brush my teeth for the two minutes and then get into bed. I have to fucking do all these steps. I have to brush and then I have to floss and then I have to floss with a tiny brush and then I have to do another (laughs) tiny brush because my wisdom teeth have come in at a really awkward angle. So I have a really small brush that gets in between my wisdom teeth and the other tooth to make sure that there's nothing stuck in there, which there always is. There's always something gross stuck in the back of my tooth. (sighs) So as Lily has a breakdown. <laughs> just, I'm having a lot of feelings. <laughs> At the end of the day, you just want to collapse. I don't want to do all these things that keep me clean and healthy and survive. I just want to lie down. 
So, what even is an influencer? There's obviously been an absolutely ginormous rise in being an influencer. And if we're thinking about the perfect job, as we talked about in episode one, I think, for a little bit, an influencer has now become a dream job. So it's up there with an actress and a writer. What do you think of that, Lily? I can totally understand. But imagine a little reception child, like, writing, when I grow up, I'm going to be a TikTok star. Oh, my God, they definitely do, don't they? I also think it will decrease because I think a lot of influencers are now feeling really lonely. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, just some of them, I think. They They work at home from their bedroom with just them they don't go out to work i i hate work don't get me wrong but i laugh a lot at work and i have a, we had a good we have a good time at work yeah and a lot of my friends my many many friends <laughs> stop sending your applications and guys she's full are from work yeah and i think when the reality of influencing is revealed that you know you don't just have a lovely day and film it you have to have a lot of lovely days and film them all and edit them all and be constantly happy and cheery whilst being alone in your bedroom. I potentially people are going to see through it. And it's things that I hadn't even thought about. So me and Lily are going to do a bit of an ironic a day in our life on our on our TikTok. So watch <laughs> out for that. Um, you have to set up a camera, go back to get bed and then re-wake up. Like for some reason that hadn't crossed my mind that... They set up the camera and then wake up again. That did cross my mind because for our day in the life, I was like, oh, I need a, I need a clip of me waking up. So as soon as I woke up, the first thing I did was film myself getting out of bed. Didn't think anything of it. Then I went to watch it back a few days. It's just dark because obviously I haven't turned the light on. <laughs> <laughs> That's really tickled me. Just Lily performing a day in the dark. What I do in a day. (laughs) Just Just pitch black for three minutes. Yeah. We obviously are here talking about a podcast, like debunking a lot of debunking makes it sound like we're doing something scientific scientific, which we have proved we cannot do maths and we cannot do science. We can barely do speaking. (laughs) But I a lot of these people are saying, oh, let me talk about my 20s. Let me talk about my 30s. Like, it's tough. Da, da, da. They're in Soho House. I don't even think I would be allowed within 500 yards of Soho House, especially in the outfit that I am currently wearing. So, yes, you are probably having a shit time in, in your 20s, but... I think this is where nuance comes in because I'm sure we have all struggled in our 20s, but you struggling whilst at Soho House having a massage and me struggling because I can't pay my rent are very, very different struggles. And I don't want to, I don't want to say that people don't struggle and are also at Soho House. But I also struggle. Yeah. I think we need to recognize that even though it's nice to have a voice to say that your twenties are hard and people are struggling. I would also like to hear that from the people like us who, who are normal, who can't pay the rent. And who 
have shit cars. The reason I can't pay my rent is because I've actually got a membership to Soho House. (laughs) (laughs) I've foregoed rent. They are at Soho House. And yes, they're probably feeling depressed about their breakup. But I would rather feel depressed at Soho House than in my unheated flat that has got damp. And I think that me and Lily both want to say that we are also, you know, people who do this. We post a good shit on our, our Instagrams. Like, I'm not going to post the fact that I was riddled with anxiety at 3 a.m. about something that's completely out of my control and attending my mum's funeral in my head because I'm absolutely mental. Like, I've attended every single one of my close friends and family's funerals in my head. I've completely made it up. I'm insane. It's fine. We move. But I'm not going to post that. However, if I have to go for a walk at 6am, I will post a picture of the sunrise and be like, oh, beautiful sunrise. And everyone's like, oh, you're up early. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's the anxiety. I don't have any intention of quitting social media. I would not even know where to start. And I think, well, what I hope is eventually social media just becomes a tool, like a marketing tool, a place for people to cop on there, make money, do whatever they need to do um and stop making people feel like fucking shit so this one's actually going to be a two-parter because we feel like we've had quite a lot to say uh we're going to leave you on the note of the fact that 63 percent of people say that social media has a negative effect on their life so that's a hell of a lot of that 73 percent of the people who spend all day on it so just remember that that you are not alone if you feel shit about social media. So part two is going to consist of why we can't quit and maybe some tips and tricks that we've got and that we use to make ourselves feel a little bit better. It's now the, the, the time of the week that everybody loves. Everyone wants to know our opinions on lots of different stuff. It is the what's hot and the what's not section. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. So, Lily, what's your hot for this week? My hot this week is something I I don't own yet. Okay. But I I think it's going to be a trend. I think it's up and coming. Oh, God. Are you ready? Yep. Wicker baskets for shopping. First and foremost, the people must know. My mum has one, so she's sixty-seven. So you're you're down with the crowd. <laughs> Is your wicker basket going to have wheels? What the actual like one of those alien fuck are you on about? Like one of those granny trolleys that's just wicker. No, it's just a wicker basket that goes on your arm that has a really big bottom. So like in a French film where they kind of go and get a baguette and some flowers and wander around looking beautiful. Ah, we. It's going to look a lot less classy. When I'm wearing trackies. I know. But because everyone's now taking their own carrier bags to the supermarkets, I think people are going to want to dress that up, have a nice time at the supermarket, feel kind of sophisticated and chic and French. And I think people are going to just start taking wicker baskets. I would much rather take a wicker basket than take a bag for life. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So, I, that's my heart. Yeah, I think that's quite good. I do like that. When it comes into fashion and I see people shoving the 75% discounted hummus into it, I will 
come back to you. Yeah, you can say, Lily told you so. Yeah. Okay. And also, I guess it takes out the need for a trolley because you've already got the basket. So what's your hot? My hot? M&S. Honestly, T- slept on. <laughs> it's 10 out of 10. Your hot is the whole of M&S. I just, I like M&S. Can you give me an example? Great underwear. Like, I have the comfiest bra on ever, and it's supportive. Mm. Not underwired. Yeah, I stopped wearing underwired bras about four years ago. I don't have the boobs for it. There's nothing there to hold up. So I don't know why I'm bothering with the extra wire. All it does is stab me. Mm. Great jeans. Comfy, affordable. Good jumpers. (laughs) Fantastic jumpers. Food, great. Sportswear, amazing. If you look, you'll find a gem. All right. I'll trust you on this one. Cool. You're not hot? My not hot is being a woman and having to write an email. I'll I'll explain, I'll explain. So I was writing an email and I'd attached a document. Mm -hmm. And it said, hi, blah, 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 blah. I have attached the document. I hope it makes sense. And I was about to press send. And then I kind of sat back for a minute and went, why am I saying I hope that makes sense? I wrote the document. I know the document makes sense. Why am I putting myself down like that and being like, I hope that makes sense. And then there was another woman there with me at the time. And I was like, do you do this a lot when you're writing emails? And then she was like, yeah. And especially when I'm writing an email to a man, I'm always like, oh, let me know if like- Apologizing. Yeah. And it's, I didn't even think about it. It just came out the end of my fingers when I was writing this email. And I was like, that was so ingrained in me to be like, I'm an idiot. Let me know if you don't understand it because I'm so stupid. And I wrote this document and oh God, I'm such an airhead. Like that, it does make sense. If they don't understand it, that would be on them. Yeah. Rather than a man, I feel like would be like, let me know if you have any questions. I remember I used to send emails to consultants in the NHS, like quite high up people in the NHS. I would be sending these really articulate emails. You wouldn't believe it from this podcast, (laughs) but they were very articulate. So I used the synonyms and everything. And I would be told, I would be told off in my supervision. So like your emails are not, you know, fluffy enough. So I'd fluff them the fuck out. Mm. And then I would get, yes, okay, sent from iPhone from this like NHS consultant who obviously hadn't even read my fluff, like didn't even care that I'd asked about his weekend or like summed up exactly what my email had said. He'd just be like, yes, okay, smiley face sent from iPhone. Do you think if you were a man, you would have been asked to fluff up your emails? No. Yeah, that is so fucked. Well, do you know what it was as well? Those responses were from males. Mm. Women were always a lot politer. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's not a good one. What's your not hot? This is going out to a really specific someone who I who I know listens. Oh my god! And actually, to everybody else who has ever said this to me, being compared to (laughs) Kerry from this country, it was funny the first like ninety five (laughs) times. It's now just bordering on insulting. 
name it. I said it to my mum. I was like, do I look like her? My mum pissed herself. My mum was like, oh my God, you do look like her. I said it to my boyfriend, pissed himself. And then I said it to people at work and they were like, yes, to the point that my manager came down and was like, oh my God, you do look like Kerry. It's fucking ridiculous. So yes, I look like Kerry. I've got a video where I morph my face into hers if anybody would like it. Oh my God, yes, 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 we want it. We want it. No, you can't. Yes, we want it. You're not allowed Yes, we can have it. Yes, please. So you know who you are. You listen. This goes out to you. This is my not hot. And for anyone who might bring it up in the future, not hot. Let it all out. I will. So at the end of each podcast, we would like to do a little confession. We've had two written in and one of mine. But today is Lily's turn. I think she's got a written in one. I have got a written in one. So I don't know what this is. We're we're doing it that I don't know or the other person doesn't know. So that we can get their natural reaction. <sighs> so here goes. Oh. <laughs> the pauses. <laughs> hey girls. Mm-hmm. Something happened to me this week and Oh, I- it's a recent one. <laughs> And I thought it would be good for you to confess on your podcast. I was shopping. Well, I was supposed to be meeting my daughter and I had some extra time. So I was shopping in a charity shop. It was very busy in there. There was a lot of other women and it, the spirit in there was actually really nice. We were all talking to each other and I happened to pick up a little Santa outfit. And the older woman in there said to me, oh my God, that's so cute. That would really look lovely on you. I didn't really think much about it and I was in a hurry to meet my daughter. So I bought the Santa outfit, went to see my daughter, had a coffee, went home, got the Santa outfit at home and thought, I'm just going to check where it's from and see, see what it's all about. The tag in the Santa outfit says, love, honey. Oh God. Do I keep it? Yes. <laughs> Sexy Santa outfit for the win. And I love that some other fucking woman hyped you up. <laughs> it's a funny thing to donate. Is it worn? It was in a charity shop. So I'm guessing pre-used. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she goes on to say, please, can you girls give me your honest opinion on whether I should keep this or not? Is it gross or is it just a bargain? I do love a bargain. 45p hummus. But the idea of someone dressing up sexily in a Santa suit and potentially getting a little frisky, it it depends what you're wearing it for. If you're wearing it for the same thing, Mm -hmm. it's a bit like Bajingo Sisters. Like, you know? Well... I very from the sound of it, it sounds like they just thought it was cute. Yeah, like something to wear, like a Christmas day or like a funny Christmas day, Christmas Eve. Okay, no, don't wear it around the family. Like, do not wear that around the family. <laughs> do you know what the most awkward thing is? Is like you come down and Granny's like, I've got one of those. <laughs> I've got exactly the same. I think I gave mine to a charity shop. <laughs> that would that would ruin Christmas. 
like a hundred percent my gut says if it comes out the wash and it if you give the, <laughs> the bottom bit a good sniff <laughs> yeah and, and it smells like you keep it if it if it smells like someone else get rid of it i would put it on the in the wash on its own at 90 yeah and then maybe do that again <laughs> i think just put it on wear it for the day don't think too much about it oh that's a good one i like that one <laughs> so we're done thanks for listening guys yeah all all applications for lizzie lily lizzie's who the fuck is lizzie my my future friend <laughs> all applications for lily's friendship uh can go to our dms uh so yeah we're looking forward to those and we want you to uh, write your star sign on it because lily seems to be obsessed with it um so thank you again for joining us and we will be back next week for part two of this episode woohoo first part tour woohoo love you guys and we'll see you next week we like you as friends (laughs) (laughs) bye bye oh yeah you vape now i always forget that no i i vape on the odd occasion please uh please don't manifest that into the world sorry I just want to watch Pitch Perfect and go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, but men are crusty. I did slap some retinol on him yesterday. (laughs) As punishment. (laughs) I was like, get rid of those wrinkles. (laughs) We were so dead at work the other day. We decided to assign every single Taylor Swift song a star sign. And we were sitting like, oh, mad woman, that is so Scorpio. And then it was like, oh, Mirabel, that's such a Libra song. She's cooler than everyone. Yeah, I know. She just like cool. She is just cool vibes. She is just cool. She is a Pisces. (laughs) (laughs) They've all tuned out. (laughs) Yeah, Scorpios are long gone. (laughs) 